When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to your Making It Worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here. We're queer. Uh. Meh. Textual healing. So there's like a disturbing pattern of events happening in New York City besides Elliot's nearing presence coming <laughs> in the next few weeks for the holiday. Right, for the holiday seasons. <laughs> his his spread eagle presence will be there oh very God. very shortly. <laughs> the mayor is getting ready for yeah, his right. return. <laughs> Making sure they have enough water, enough electricity for air conditioning. That, that, that's a part of that's a part of like the Christmas parade. Elliot is on all fours walking down Fifth Avenue. Hoda copy oh my the corner. God. Scared to death. What's happening? Yeah, right. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> but but there is a disturbing um, disturbing events that have been happening in the past few months, really, uh, about druggings and robberies and death, yeah. targeting mainly gay men, but in queer spaces in general, all over New York City. And it's not just you know the normal like hate crime things. Like you see that recently there was right. someone throwing a brick at. <clears throat> A gay bar in New York's like outer, he kept doing it on security cam and stuff. Uh, yeah, it, but it's getting more sort of lethal now. In that, uh, robbers will target men, drug them in bars, and then like basically take them home and or take them in a cab ride or an Uber or something, which is one incident that happened, and get their information, their Zelle, yeah, their yeah. Venmo, all that information, clear out their bank accounts, and. The person, one case the, was, was dead, was, was several, murdered. In several cases. In several cases were murdered because of it. I mean, all of the situations of how they got the money was different in that, but that's one situation where they yeah. didn't even know their bank account had been cleared. And the police in New York, there was, I think, a mother talking in, in one of the New York Times stories where, we'll post it on our stories on Instagram, where um, she was saying that the, the police weren't even taking it seriously when she noticed that all of the money was gone. And You know what I mean? <sighs> it was, yeah. It's it's so disturbing what's happening in New York. It kind of makes me feel like everyone should leave New York like we did, but don't. <laughs> no, don't. I love I love New York, and I I, I, I but but I read about um, the druggings in particular. I think I knew of two gay men, and there was potentially several other people, not all of whom were were gay, that might be associated with <clears throat> these the individuals who are. You know, by the way, these these folks are meeting these guys at bars. They're yeah, drugging not, them. They're, they're dragging places. them into Ubers. So you're like, how is there no footage of yes. these psychos? That's right. Killed multiple people. Like, yeah. Like, good God, that they don't know. Very, very disturbing. The police department me. in is, are treating some of these deaths or some of these murders as isolated drug overdoses, considering. I'm thinking a lot of it is stereotyping the LGBTQ community in New York City, but they're treating them yeah. like that in a lot of instances. Whereas families are like having to deal with discovering that their kid was potentially murdered, definitely murdered. It's I awful. Mean, it really is awful. It's it's, it's, it's 
boundlessly horrible. Well, and if I'm not mistaken, the guy who was who threw a brick through, uh, the, who kept trying to throw. If a brick I'm not mistaken, one that bar. was actually you, Elliot, because I think you've been <laughs> kicked out of the bar. That night. <laughs> no, I think the guy who th- kept throwing the brick through the bar lived like down the in the block. neighborhood. Yeah, <laughs> and it's and it's it's, it's, it's coming. It's coming at a really interesting time for I think the queer queer spaces in general right now because yeah. post. COVID, you know, there's a lot of bars that have been closed or there, there's new bars out there. There's new spaces popping up because of bars have closed. And then you have monkeypox outbreak, which definitely hit the community in a strong way. And then also mm-hmm. just like businesses in general and people in general struggling to sort of connect again post COVID in a lot of ways, yeah. but also feeling like insecure and people taking taking advantage of those insecurities, I think, in a lot of situations. And it's there's a lot yeah, of somebody, complicated things happening in Seattle. Somebody shot through the window of a gay of a gay bar ahead of a drag queen story hour yeah they, well it happened shot through the window well here in california proud boys showed up at a drag queen story oh, hour, and then of oh. course in colorado they're shooting at the gay bar and it's there's right. definitely yeah. a level of like and all these things the weird thing is the murders that are happening in new york aren't necessarily at least not yet connected to sort of right ringing white wing extremists yeah who are out to sort of cause terror and basically get attention for it, which is what's happening with a lot of these drag queen story hours and stuff. Whereas the murders happening in New York feel more opportunistic in terms of money driven rather than ideologically driven. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it is still targeting a very specific community. So at the heart of it is then discriminatory enact, a discriminatory act because it's targeting one type of people. Um, But it's really interesting what's going on right now. I mean, just recently I was reading this, this Texas website from some crazy conservative person in Texas who she has like a thing where you can report drag queens. Oh my God. What is my God? Like drag shows so that then they can like show up to those drag shows and like cause problems and stuff. And it's, I, I, I it's don't understand. About, yeah. But it's also like Justin WeHo, like I think it was last week, someone was, someone <laughs> alleged a spotting of a gun on someone at the Abbey and the, oh the WeHo police came out in force to try to, I don't know if they ever apprehended the person. I don't know what happened to it, but there's some scary things happening mm. right now, even in big cities like New York and LA. And it's, yeah. it's, uh, it makes, I mean, and I, by have, the way, when, I have a show coming up on Thursday and I'm, can't, <clears throat> I have to admit there's moments where I'm like, is it safe? Well, like, Alan, 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 please, I'll, I'll be bringing my pepper spray. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so I, I wouldn't worry about that. Uh, what were you going to say, Elliot? I was going to say that I, uh, I, I, First of all, I mean, with consi- considering this woman in Texas, it's like, why are you wasting your fucking time for worrying atten- about for this attention. nonsense? They know it's that they can get waste. attention and get on cable news and conservative groups and get popularity on Instagram by doing shit like this. You know, like, I mean, right, we've, but, talked, we've but, talked about this uh, before. Oh, sorry, Elliot. Uh, no, no, I, I was just going to say that it, it's uh, it's it's when you say that it's not they can't really connect the common thread here they quote unquote can't but any queer person can yeah. and that's part of the what makes it so complicated and such an, an a, frankly annoying trend and trope that it happens again and again and again and again and we always know what it is yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, it i mean again i i think the right has certainly lost the culture wars and i think this is just another another example of like when you make when you become so extreme about something that I think most people aren't that offended by, right? Then but the just, ones who I think are. you end up galvanizing ultimately support for the cause. You you get you get the folks who are on the bubble who haven't really given it much thought, and you make them think about it, and they're like, "Well, what's the big fucking deal about the all this?" The scary shit? thing is that's the niche people because we do have this yeah. epidemic of gun violence in the country and, yeah. and extremist violence that 
even if even if the right wing is losing the culture wars, which I agree with you, they are in a mainstream sense. There are still lives being taken because yep. of extremists, because yep. of terrorists who feed into this 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 sort of rhetoric that the people like the woman in Texas are putting out there just for their own attention, their own sort of advancement, their own social advancement in terms of conservative space. Yeah, and it's at the, it's on the backs of people who literally are dead in Colorado yeah. or yeah. Pulse or whatever other place. Yeah, you know, it's it's changing how people socialize. I was I was just looking on Craigslist. There are all these posts now that will be like, you know, inviting gay men not to go to bars, but to to go to the person's just apartment. And like and there was a, a post I was reading that said, you know, anyone who wants to wants to come and spend a Friday night in an apartment is, you know, welcome at my place. And I and I, I looked and I actually noticed it was Elliot's address, believe it or not. It was Elliot's address, but <laughs> we see but Alan and I see the joke coming from a mile away. Yeah. When he starts smiling and <laughs> let it go. Just, the smirk because starts to yeah. We know it's the t- it's it's the end of the segment when the joke comes. <laughs> You're just mad. <laughs> <laughs> Not even joking. We are here today with writer, podcast host, basically just a queer liberty in general, Fran Torado. Hello, Fran. Hello. Thank you for having me. I have to Fran. admit, when I say your name, I want to just like scream Mr. Sheffield. It was just like, un- I know, I know you probably get, I don't know if I, if I were you and I had your name, I would be very pleased to get that a lot. Do you get that a lot? I, you know, I don't get that a lot. I don't get that a lot because I'm the one giving it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm like the girl that goes down to you know the little Starbucks reserve around the corner from me, and I'm like, I'm you know with my mask, I'm, I'm like front, and they're like what, and I'm like front, like banana, like banana, and it's like depending on whether they, it's like always like a litmus test, right? Like whether friend like the nanny, that's hilarious, yeah, funny, and like usually it's like you know some like you know if it's at Starbucks it's like someone who's a, like a seventeen year old white girl, yeah. and she's like oh my god I love the nanny, but if it's like some random guy that's like what did you just say? Yeah, like, yeah. they don't appreciate yeah. the brilliance that is the nanny, right? Which is why I love being able to you know size them up and immediately know whether or not they have good taste. Yeah, yeah, I, I do love that you had to kind of. S- Slyly add the fact that you only go to Starbucks Reserve. I appreciated that. <laughs> well, What's let me difference? tell you. Yeah, what is that? What's the difference? I don't even know. Actually, there's like drama around this Starbucks, I think, because, okay, I've never been a Starbucks girl. I moved here from New York, um, lived in New York for six years, moved here for work um, to LA, and I'd never, ever gone to Starbucks just because I wasn't a Starbucks girl. But now I live around the corner from one, from one and I, uh, for two years, did not have a car. So I just walk yeah. over to Starbucks, get my wow. cup of joe. It's like super cheap. It's great. Um, but the Starbucks reserve, those are very specifically like for like bougie, like pour over coffee. Like they have yeah, like nicer yeah. options or something like that. But this Starbucks, I think, was recently demoted and is no longer. <gasps> oh, wow. Mm-hmm. wow. Did uh, that come from corporate or very society? <laughs> I don't know. I I just overheard the barista telling someone, oh, we're not a reserve anymore. Like, oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> the shame. Uh, yeah, that is the so un- Very are, dejected. Um, yeah. Are you, in general, a coffee snob? Um, you were a barista, um, right? 
A barikwa, yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I, I mean, I, a bar- <laughs> sorry, I confused it with barista. Oh my god! Oh my god! I was like, oh, I was like, what is a barikwa? Like that? You know, I've never I know heard what a barikwa is, but I said, but your profile says barikwa, barikwa, and I'm like, Bar- a bar- oh, you're not a barista. <laughs> oh my god! What a uh, but that's so. Wait, no, that's iconic. A barikwa <laughs> is like a, a fun, a kind of a an in community slang term for a Puerto Rican. Oh god, um, got it, got it. Yeah, it's not a slur. Um, I promise. Um, and then bar- <laughs> barista, and then barista. No, I was actually never. Uh, you know, actually, no. I did make coffee in college for at the bagel shop. Oh. I worked at the bagel oh. shop at my university. Yeah, but that's not that's, yeah. that works. does not make you like a coffee per like you're not a coffee person. Yeah. No, I I'm definitely maybe a little bit of a snob, but not by way of barista dumb. Like I sure. I don't want to have like a shitty cup of coffee unless it's like a diner cup of coffee, like a twenty four yeah. hour diner. Yeah. Where yeah. And like I want the shitty watered down coffee with like my pancakes and sauce. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Are you where are yeah, you from fair. originally? Uh, Chicago. Yeah. Okay. Oh, nice. It's not a coffee oh, sure. snob place. Yeah. Or no, maybe it is. Not, I don't know. It kind of thinks so. they have intelligentsia and they have, you know, they have kind of like there is a coffee cult when I was I went to yeah. school in Chicago and there's there's a coffee culture in Chicago, uh, especially at the diners. Some diners really pride themselves on their coffee. Chicago diners are excellent, I will mm-hmm. say. Like honestly, better than New York and LA diners that I, I experienced. I fully LA. agree. Chicago is such a great city for diners. Yeah, because mm-hmm. LA, it's like people don't really do diners no, here. Like I feel like in, and in New York, it's like Kellogg's. And like yes. Kellogg's is a scam. You know what I mean? Or like Starlight. Forest trap. Starlight also like overhyped. Like I have friends yeah. that really love that place. And I just, yeah, I think it's the overhyped. real good diners are in the burbs, Long Island yep. and Jersey. That's, That's where they it. are. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It's so true. Well, no, where in Chicago? Like, so when did you leave Chicago? You left Chicago for New York? Yeah. Uh, yes, I left Chicago. Well, okay. So I moved from Chicago to Indiana, where I chased my then boyfriend <laughs> to wow. um, Indiana University sure. and hated it, obviously, because yeah. it was Indiana. And then moved from New York, moved to New York from there. Um, so that was like 20. 20- did you? 2013. I don't know. I don't Did know. you hate Blooming? Because at Bloomington, Indiana, which is where Indiana University is, is famously a, this beloved college town. What did you think of Bloomington? Yes, it's, it, it definitely <clears throat> is an amazing little like liberal safe haven with really cool like queer and trans people, like really subcultural kind of like, um, uh, I guess like just like crunchy ass little hipsters yeah. that like, yeah. you know, go down to Blooming Foods and like, you yeah, know, yeah. are able to be. <laughs> Um, protected from the the very very red state that is Indiana in a yeah. in a Mike Pence era, yeah. um, and uh, but you know it it's just boring. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. simply Indiana put, really like it's is boring. Yeah, I could go through my whole grinder roll in like oh my you know, god, like like, like three yeah. minutes. Like you would just, I would run out of people. I it know, wasn't like, yeah. you know, the grinder extra, like, you know, cut off or whatever. It was like, have, you're just out of people. I, I'm from Ann Arbor and I go, I go back uh, to my hometown for the holidays and so forth. And sometimes I use grinder when I'm home and I'm like, I'm so spoiled living in this big city where the options are absolutely limitless. Yeah. Cause I will go home. I'll hinge the state in an hour. Uh, I've seen everyone on Grinder within two hours, and you're like, "That's it. That's, That's it. That's a whole state. <laughs> I'm done." It really is. Although I will say, there is something there is something kind of sickly satisfying about going to like a small town or going to like wherever and like opening up your Grinder, and then all of a sudden you're the you're talk so of the town. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah, so you're popular. Like, you're the newbie. Well, <laughs> yeah, right. here. yeah, it's kind of wild. There is also something about like. I've, I've noticed this in my hometown. Going back to my hometown, I'm from Missouri, a small town in Missouri. And Kirkland. Like Kirkwood. 
whatever <laughs> who cares kirkland is a sam's or an uh, uh Price, the, costco, 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 costco brand. Oh, thank you i was like why yeah. do i know that yeah. yeah yeah it's costco um but no and and i remember going back to my hometown like being a very visibly queer person like in a weird way i kind of get off on standing out in a city like that because there's you always get stares either for your nails or the what you're wearing or what you're talking like it, it's it's sort of a i'm sure lots of queer people have that experience especially now around this time with the holidays and everything well there really oh, is yeah. nothing like i mean i'm sure lots of queer people have that i always anytime i would <laughs> go on you know grinder or scruff or whatever where i'm where like if i was visiting family on long island it was like a distinct and like such a distinct and such a st strong visceral um, grid of a beauty, just verifying this beauty standard that only exists in the vacuum of like Long Island, Jersey, and Staten mm -hmm. Island, where it's like, yeah, uh, what are they called? Neck beard, neck beards, and helmet, Ooh, chin, sure. helmet beards, yeah. and chin beards, beards? And like yeah, neck hair out. No, they sorry, not neckbeards. Uh, a, a helmet <laughs> yeah. strap beard where it's yeah, oh, right, right. strap. I thought it was like a totally different mutton chop where they just only grew. <laughs> well, I've, I mean, I've seen that too, though. Yes, I've seen it was just oh. the under beard, which no. is so, which I would which, yeah, so which, annoying, especially because of my double chin, I'd be scratching all day. Oh, you know? how dare <laughs> you! Like, but think suggest. about it though. Think about it. if you grow that long, chin. it's very. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, oh, it would be. That itchy. sounds so, so a reverse beard is so disconcerting. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, it's a well, at least we're at least like in the bridge and tunnel, you know, vacuum that I'm from. It's like the, the, it, it's wild to see like the queer, the gay aesthetic applied to the like Long Island Guido aesthetic, where it's like you already are doing the like bizarre helmet, stra helmet strap chin beard already and you're tweezing your eyebrows and you have a fake tan and you've like shaved your mustache <laughs> and your skin is it's it was it's a it was a yeah, wild yeah. wild wild and it's like moved, so, so tight and taut that they like look like they're made of linoleum like yeah, yeah. right right yeah, it's an yeah. agedness that that feels <laughs> unfortunate and too soon <laughs> um, i want to know i want to know about your like a virgin podcast because i am obsessed oh. with a pop culture moment and i definitely oh. make sure that we get a get a question in about that where did that come from and are you a fan of madonna uh yes i am obviously Especially now I mean, on tiktok it's kind of uncomfortable madonna's like kind of omnipotent yeah what madonna is giving now is obviously you know mean mommy mean yeah. mommy vibes kind of like yeah. with with the grills and with the like her she's like so pumped like she's so yeah. pumped that she I looks know. as I think that like, I don't know if you guys listen to Nympho Wars podcast by Macy yeah. Rodman and Theta Hamill, but like they had this amazing joke about how she looks like as if, if I like pricked her with a pin that she would oh, she yeah. yeah. It kind of reminds yeah. me, she feels like what would happen to Amy Poehler's character in Mean Girls if she like got divorced and like went lesbian and really rogue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what would happen yes. to that character is what's happening to Madonna right now. Yes, speaking of someone made of linoleum. Um, but anyways, <laughs> my, my podcast, Like a Virgin with Rose Damu, is a pop culture show that we just launched. We're now like a year into making this thing. Nice. Um, we're basically just, you know, it's kind of like how every podcast starts. We're like, we're best friends. We're so smart. Yeah. This should be a podcast. Yeah. Um, but, you know, with a little bit more direction. <laughs> Um, we each episode we kind of take something from the culture of your, so to speak, 
most of the time and we kind of dissect it in the modern day and usually mm -hmm. it's something that is a cult classic something that was maybe an, a, an awakening for someone something that you were like really really obsessed with and you know <laughs> that could be anything from Buffy the Vampire Slayer or like Star mm -hmm. Wars to like um Hot Topic or like uh or like we got we really want to do an episode on like the Stop Coney movement do you remember like <laughs> oh, so I remember that mo movement yeah. very yes. well like yes. yes nostalgic <laughs> phenomenons like that where it's like whoa like that happened like what the heck yeah um, you guys are like cover even in your um uh instagram feed alone it's like the the distinct taste and this distinct references from you know different uh lady gaga eras to uh <laughs> true blood to uh spongebob to my favorite which is your spotify um playlist uh your top artist this year was lydia tar uh which is such a specific <laughs> reference to by the way did you see tar yeah of course yeah of course i, I yes i i had my state sanctioned viewing of tar three what, hours what, i need to know what you th both of you thought um i of course adored it uh i don't think I, I did not really like the ending. Yeah. Um, and I did not really, I, there were, there was like moments where I was like, I don't like what the director has an opinion on. Yeah. I felt like, I felt like the whole film did such a good job of just like presenting a character study and being like, this person's like kind of good and kind of bad yeah. and you get to decide and you get to have an opinion. And they're just glimpses, particularly in the ending, but also in that auditorium scene where I was like, Oh, I kind of know what the director thinks about like Gen Z. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I, I thought it was kind of. I loved know. her in it. You know, Kate Blanchett. Yes. But Perfect. I, in general, I just hate. I'm one. I'm a mainstream girl. I am. I'm main. I want. I want a film. I don't think film should be so highbrow and so niche that it like isn't for a general audience. I think that's probably my Midwestern roots coming out where I'm like, yeah. I want my mother to be able to see this movie and have a conversation with me about it's it. It's not Midwestern kind of roots, if you ask and it's, me. It's, it's not at all, it's not at all. And that, I kind of get pissed at films like that because it's like, they weren't always like that. You Thank know what I mean? And, and I kind of sometimes think like, at this point, the opinion of the director is becoming a little too like coastal. And it's like, mm -hmm. Chill out, dude. Like, my, maybe, yeah. Maybe my, step back. <laughs> my sister and I sat down to watch it and literally could not make it past the auditor the like scene where she like berates that. Oh, really? Got the auditorium scene is the highest scene. I have never in my life seen anything, especially a movie that is so pointedly obnoxious where they are trying to not just make you feel small and not just patronize you. They start the movie with the end credits to the point where we were like did we did the did this video like did this accidentally fast forward was to a the mistake. end was it yeah, a mistake yeah. where it's literally the entire credits like <laughs> I font like font I like eight that. size eight with like an atonal scream over the whole course of the whole thing we were like this is ridiculous we honestly tried to we tried to like let to watch it to like take it in but yeah. by the time she's the, the dialogue, I mean, it was genuinely, it was like the- What did you think of Everything Everywhere? Because I feel there's a lot of comparisons between loved this, it. that film and that film, because mm -hmm. that film also does similar things in that like midway through the film, you think the film's over and it even goes, I think, to a credit scene or something. And then it starts back up again. Like but it's that's, a, Oh, interesting. Huh. To me, that's playing credit. with the form, whereas this is, this is all just like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. By the time that she says, 
by the time that that woman says, and I love Kate Blanchett, and I get that this movie is queer canon, but by the time that she says, <laughs> instead of saying, she's supposed to, she's saying count point counterpoint, you know, in one of her like rambling diatribes, but she goes punt counterpoint, and my sister and I were like, we're done, we're we're out. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> the good thing is absolutely nobody is seeing that film like literally <laughs> yeah. the only the only people who are seeing this i was just reading an article about it right people. now the new york times has a whole article about his highbrow cinema sort of like getting ahead of itself or t like too far yeah like it's raised 5.5 million dollars it's been out for months now no oh my god seeing this movie <laughs> like wow i'm shook been, actually i know it's, which it's Go ahead. It's it's funny because I have not seen the movie, but uh, being in the Writers Guild, you, you get a lot of screeners yeah. in the mail. And I open these screeners, you know, especially around Christmas, you get all these movies, free movies in the mail. I open them every fucking time. I don't want to watch any of the fucking I movies. I more. have an entire cabinet of movies I don't want to watch. Yeah. And except the first one, like ever, was Tar. For some reason, I want to see Tar <laughs> because the ads made it seem very intense and like brooding. Yeah. Really, I don't know. I think Everything Everywhere is my film of the year. It's like oh, the, it's, wow. I, I can't stop thinking about it. It's so. Did you did you see it, Fran? Did you like? It? Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I, I agree with a lot of things you're saying. Just about like you know the the self flagellation of like yeah. cin cinema. You know, yeah. like uh, Elliot with that opening credit scene with oh. Tar. Like I have to tell you, I. I saw this movie at BAM. And so oh. in the opening scene when she's doing her like, you know, she's like, I'm an asshole. I'm going to talk for four minutes about like oh, how qualified God. I am or whatever. I felt like I was at BAM watching yes. a New Yorker talk. I was like, I felt like I was <laughs> at a the Brooklyn Academy of Music for anyone not in New York. I have, yeah. because, and those cuts yeah. are so long. Like the auditorium scene is like 11 minutes. like so her long. Her lunch so it's like, with that guy. I literally, uh, he's, she's having lunch with a character and his hair, his, um, comb over is so bizarre that my sister what? my sister literally goes oh i think it takes place in the 80s and i go i don't think it does no it doesn't <laughs> it's doesn't. just like no, this is an intel, intel intelligentsia haircut i'm like get yeah. me out of here oh, it's wow. like hyper it's hyper contemporary at some point they oh. they say that the, the film takes place in june 2020 to to june 2022 sorry i hate it <laughs> so it's this year um but yeah comparing the two like because i do it's interesting because everything everywhere and ta are like up against each other because kate and michelle are like the you know the front runners for best actress but you know michelle if needs you're, to win michelle needs she, to win she has to win she yeah. has to win but like if if she does win it'll be like a moonlight win right Maybe because he, like the academy loves oh yeah like kate right like they love movies like tar and yeah. i don't know i would love to be surprised but i do think that the core difference is like a film like whether a filmmaker is like invested in like pleasure like invested uh, in the pleasure of tar. the audience mm -hmm. invested in the pleasure of making this movie and i don't mean movies in the have to be of the like, actors like like marvel films i'm not talking about that but i'm just no. thinking, like you know like everyone kind of saw rain man and had complicated <laughs> feelings about dustin hoffman playing that part but they still enjoyed the movie and they cried when tom cruise cried at the train station it's about it's about like whether or not you feel good like when you walk yes. out of the movie yeah. theater, you know like yeah. it's it's okay it's so funny like we we I'm not a cinephile, right? I consume a lot of yeah, culture, but I'm not a cinephile. It's it's very hard to relate to people that are like, no, you have to see this three hour, 15 minute oh. movie. It's so yeah. fucking important. And it's it's like, actually like having a three hour movie is discourteous. It's a punishment. Like, it, I have it to is. It's punishment. rude. It's rude. I also, I also it's get annoyed. I, uh, well, unless it's Titanic. Yes, thank you, Al. <laughs> I also get annoyed. People do that with TV as well, where 
I'll like, I'll watch a couple episodes of the first season of something and someone, and I'm like, yeah, I didn't really feel it. And someone will be like, oh, you gotta get to season three. Yeah. Fuck you. I don't want to spend That's days of my life watching something I don't, I don't like. Yeah. If you can't, if, they, if you can't get someone in the first three episodes, you're not doing your job. Fuck you. Yes. No. no, no right. No. Yeah. Sorry. No. Wait, Fran, I also want to talk to you about because you had a moment with your Netflix exit that I, I I feel like you've talked about a bunch before, but I don't think, I mean, I don't know if you guys know much about it, but it was, yeah. the whole Netflix moment was pretty dramatic. Can you like explain how that happened after the New York Times interview and like your thoughts you, on it? You know, what's so iconic is I can't. Oh, you can't. Oh, oh well, that's even more I mean, iconic. Honey, the, the Netflix works hard, but Netflix, uh, sorry, the devil works hard, but Netflix, you know, their <laughs> PR team works harder. And like when, yeah. when, when people exit this company, I, we have to sign the craziest, uh, most, uh, you know, uh, outrageous. Draconian. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. A non-disclosure, non-disparagement agreement. So, yeah. you know, but to the, to the degree that I can talk about it, what I will say is that, um, my time there was incredible. Everyone that I worked directly with on the editorial team was phenom. And like everyone who does their job there really does it like a hundred percent. Like I would be lucky to work with a lot of those people yeah. again. But um, at the end of the day, I was just like, I don't want to be on this side of the industry. I want to be on the other side making the stuff. And so, yeah. you know, I've just been How freelancing, writing and producing. It's been good. You know, um, it's been it's I mean, uh, it happened right during the pandemic. So it didn't ex exactly enter a, a fierce like TV job market. But um, I had like I had just like developed it started developing my writing packet and like mm -hmm. started writing things that I really love. And um, yeah, I have like been, have taken on like random consulting jobs here and there. Great. Working on a short film that I can't talk about that much, but wow. um, hopefully we'll be filming that. You know, it's, you know, love you've it. gone, you've moved to Hollywood when you say in a casual conversation, well, I can't really talk I can't about talk it. About you're going like to really like it. You're going to like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> thing is an LA conversation. <laughs> I have to, t I mean, I, it's not that I can't talk about it because yeah. it's like top secret or I've signed a contract. It's, it's, I can't talk about it because like i don't have a timeline for it yet so like i'm not gonna shoot yeah, myself yeah. in the foot talking about yeah. something yeah of course yeah yeah i always like, say don't yeah. talk about things until the check clears like that's yeah. always my go-to you know that yeah. really is the vibe yeah but i mean i do i do i love fucking movies like i i've been in like i i worked in magazines and podcasts for so long and like media is so dead like like <laughs> ma magazines editorial like we're like doing like digital like media stuff was like so soul-sucking and like all we have to do is like worry about traffic margins and like mm -hmm. checking our sources and like oh yeah. god like i i just missed <clears throat> i i adore like the heat and intensity that is like being on set for something or like being in production for something and like as a very like project-based person it's also like i love like working like a 80 hour work week for like several months and then taking an entire month off or whatever yeah. like that's more yeah. the speed of how i like to work and how yeah. i have been working i guess the last yeah. few years nice well fran this has been so much fun yeah Where can people you, follow fran. you on the internet uh you can follow me at friend squishco anywhere you like on instagram twitter what have you and you can also follow my podcast at like a virgin for 2069 please go give us a listen <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Well, 2069. At the very least, you can go to that account for some dank memes. Like They're some so really, funny. You wanna, if you, you want to go look at some like trans, lesbian, centaur porn, we got you. Okay. Yeah, you are. It, is, awesome. it is a very 
very it's like deliciously right on the nose of like queer the your voice is very distinct and it's it's a real delight uh, thank you and another thing we uh here at <laughs> you're, you're making it worse uh are well if, if brent is obsessed with my sex life then <laughs> if then if then the false equivalent is my not quite obsession with brent's musical taste we love that we love that alan hate quote unquote doesn't hates music. like music yeah and then brent's musical taste is distinctively niche and is always decidedly and and not coincidentally uh uh weird always mm-hmm. has been yeah, yeah. you know and yet recently the discovery was made that Brent loves current contemporary pop hit and and genuinely mainstream gay song Unholy by Sam I Smith do. and Kim Petrus. I uh, discovered this is it. So yeah. groundbreaking. I had to listen to it. <laughs> I had never heard it before. You hadn't? No. No. I oh. heard I had heard the intro on TikTok, but I didn't know it was that song. I didn't know it was yeah. kind of that song. Uh-huh. I, I'm but, I'm fascinated that I, 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 I saw the video and I didn't like it. That's okay. I I, re- I really like the song. I I mean the uh I thought the chorus is great. It's it's like very out of the box. It's it's you know, you don't always get pop songs with like what 30 people singing in the background. And and right. so I do think Sam Smith sounds incredible. In fact, I think he actually sounds a lot like Elliot. You guys both have a very a, like distinct singing voice in a really wonderful way. You know, thank you. I appreciate that. And I like his voice. Uh, and we should say that Sam, I believe, is non binary. So it goes, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My, my apologies. Yeah. But um, the song is. I just love I love thinking about why it appeals to you because your taste is so distinct. You love mm-hmm. Enya, which is like very ephemeral, uh, am- uh, not ambient, but ephemeral like world music. You reference. <laughs> I Lorena love bluegrass. Mc- I like the Dixie Chicks. I'm into I love the Dixie, the Dixie Chicks. Chicks. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like Creedence Clearwater uh, Revival. Um, you and I have and... very similar taste in music in terms of female artists, Brent, because uh, you you also like yeah. the Indigo Girls. We bond over that a little bit. Oh, I don't. No, I don't like the. Oh Indigo wait, there Girls. was some no. Indigo Girls song you liked that you listened to that was on your. No, I don't. Think it in my car once, but Dixie Chicks is one of them. Yeah, 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 for or sure. Or now they're just called the Chicks. <clears throat> I yeah, that's right. They're just called the Chicks. Sam Smith is is a they, and the Dixie Chicks are the just the Chicks guys. <laughs> uh, I actually had a, str- I had a. I was surprised. I looked through my brother's Sam recently. Yeah, uh-huh. we were on our trip to Fargo, and uh, yeah. I was <laughs> surprised that we there were a lot of similarities. We had the Avett brothers that I whom I love. Mm. Um, he had several bands, like songs that I was like, "This is a song I Does I know." He also, listen to them on an iPod. No, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> I actually wouldn't say that he's into music um, very seriously. Uh, he's like my me. family's. Yeah, <clears throat> my mom is a is a concert pianist. Like that was her major, and she would perform mm. and make made money doing it for many years in Michigan. She but did weirdly. I had yeah, no what idea. Fun, what a fun yep. fact. But weirdly, she doesn't like listen to music that much i mean she listens to npr and like classical but like like i don't think she owns <laughs> maybe she owns a cd it's probably like she like, doesn't I mean, listen to music in the car like it's just it's not probably like, like us and that like i mean i don't know if you guys do this but i don't watch that many comedies to be honest i may oh, no. sure yeah. yeah i mean it's just not really i think because 
I don't enjoy laughter anymore. No, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm post. I've, I've been in comedy too long. I'm post laughter at this point. <laughs> but uh, I do. I do love this. Elliot. So Elliot posed the question. Brent loves unholy. Does that qualify as his first ever real time mainstream gay <laughs> bop? And the answer Brent's is hilarious. The answer is no, because I've had YMCA by the village people on my iPod Nano. You really? Yes decades but that is that that is not for gay people (laughs) yes it is no it's not a gay bop it's a very (laughs) mainstream straight bop that happens to be a little subversive because straight people didn't realize that all the village people were like gay cartoons Yeah. yeah but it's not like for it's not it's not like a yes it's like a queer coded song but i don't think it's like Gay guys, gay yeah. guys. I guess, and gay I guess, I do love. hear it mostly at like baseball stadiums. Exactly, yeah, at bar mitzvahs, at bar like, mitzvahs. I think it's. Why I'm saying. I think Sam Smith is mainstream. I mean, Sam, Sam Smith is with like Adele. Very much so. Like he's won, or they won the Oscar, and they they know sort of like everyone kind of knows Sam Smith. Kim, the addition of Kim Petras is what yeah. makes it sort of that gay deep cut in a lot of ways. Yeah, because Kim is sort of a darling of queer pop culture. And trans and um, openly. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know her, but I. Yeah, she's a trans gal. She's been sort of bubbling up in the gay music scene for she's a cool. while. She's, she's really, really cool. cool. She's really great. But I'm nice. and I it's also I think it's already, you know, broken a record for for streams and also for being, I think, like two queer people f- fronting a song, you know, some sort of um, record at this point. But I'm also just curious because it is it it is an unusual song in that it's super or- orchestral. It's like very minimalistic. It sounds like a like Trent Reznor, you know, produced it. Mm-hmm. And there's literally no there's no um, bridge. It's a verse, a chorus, a verse, and a chorus. Yeah, essentially that's it. It's and, a slow. And, and oh, sorry, it's a short song. Yeah. And I just love from the musical perspective trying to figure out what appeals to you <clears throat> sonically. You know, like what I what just, does I really, it? Where I like, really like the chorus. Yeah, I, I, I've said it many times before. I think I have a tumor in the part of my brain that deals with music because it's <laughs> it's just so random. It's so I random. Love it. And I was weird. hoping you would respond to that question with, I, I just I don't have words for that. Like, like a Susan Sontag. <laughs> I don't speak I, in those I, terms. I, I, I don't, most I people don't, don't speak in the terms that, that, that Elliot think for up. three days. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what most is, people don't think of why they like a song sonically or like what. Yeah, about, right, right. I do. Most right. people yeah. are like, oh, I like this yeah. little bit that goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, the thing with well, the way that Brent listens to music on an iPod Nano, where he needs the tactile function of a of a wheel to like to keep listening back to the same four bars. I have the same thing in that I can only last through a certain portion of a song before my taste in music gets bored and I have to move on to the next one. Oh, and okay. and I'm very, dis- very disinterested in ambient, slow, um, non-symmetrical sounds. I've, so I've you, you're you not an iron and wine kind of I guy. I love iron and wine. Really? All right. I love I iron and wine. But I like to go to I like to fall asleep listening to Iron and Wine. And I particularly like the music that has that's more, you know, I guess a little bit more rhythmic. I I fall asleep to documentaries about plane crashes. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, very soothing. That's that's the difference. (laughs) I get frustrated when I can't. One, this is one of the reasons why I hate music because there's so much of it. Print <laughs> is shining a light, telling us it's time to wrap up. Right when I start, talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When when I 
when I do my final joke, Alan, that's when we yeah. end. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go back to Conan. Um, but when I when I do uh, like when I'm looking at for music, I get overwhelmed and it's like frustrating for me because I don't know what to listen to. And it's like hmm. I don't I get annoyed listening to the same thing over and over again. But then I get frustrated because I'm like, I don't want to search for anything like I don't. I actually I know that feeling. And, and weirdly, I think we've actually talked about this a couple times, but um, I, like the, the where I get my music from kind of shifts and evolves. Mm. And I think I've told you this guy's this for a, this in the past, but I used to go to a coffee bean and tea leaf and they had the, one of the weirdest play mm. tracks of bands that I like ended up liking and I would end up looking them up and yeah. they would have like a thousand followers on Instagram, which is yeah. fucking nothing for a nothing. band. Yeah. And, and now the, the outdoor mall that houses my gym has another, oh. has a really weird playlist. And I, I like when I go to the gym, I usually like to kind of sit for like 10, 15 minutes before I have to like actually do it. So I kind of just take out, take it in. And I've gotten like, like sitting there probably a dozen. Yeah, right. Oh my God. I've gotten like no, a dozen right. really good songs from that, like from their weird playlist. Yeah. I've had the same thing with like, yeah, I've had the same thing with like the gym or, or sometimes, yeah, a coffee yeah. shop or I something. I love a Shazam. I love yeah, a Shazam. I love Shazam is a lifesaver. But before really we go, is. before we end, I need to hear Mary Travers sing the chorus of Unholy. <laughs> oh, do it. I, 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 rec- I actually recorded it and I can, I can. Oh my God. I can do it for you. Hold on. Was this oh, pre or po- this was post COVID? Well, obviously, because I just uh yeah, I did this t- earlier today. What would your aunt say? Brent, what would your aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's show? I wish you talked more about Coney. I'm a huge supporter of his. <laughs> My aunt Joanne would say, Lydia Tar doesn't sound Jewish to me. Not interested. Yeah, right. <laughs> How about Aunt Anne? My Aunt Anne would say, just like Fran, I'm also working on a project I can't talk about. <laughs> Menopause. Play now. <laughs> uh, uh, thanks for listening and if you haven't already subscribe to our patreon for bonus Join content our patreon, patreon. at patreon.com slash you're making it worse Fred, why don't you make it a... <laughs> now forget it we're ending on that <laughs>